Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. What's going on? What's happening? Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday. What? T-G-I-F. T-G-I-F. Reminds me of that Katy Perry song. Last Friday night, we never turned to and battle, and and God. Last Friday night, knew it all again. Damn! Um, remember when Katy Perry was just like a normal pop star who was putting out like very catchy songs, and she wasn't like trying to be all hip hop and cool and cardi b-esque and just i mean i'm sure her personality was always awful but i mean in the last seemingly five years or so and maybe this is maybe this is wrong because i'm not a huge Katy perry person but this is just what it feels like um it it feels like Katy perry's music has just gone to absolute crap and her personality is just like what she's known for and that's really bad because she has a really awful personality like if you've ever watched her i i haven't seen more than literally maybe five ten minutes of the new american idol uh, seasons but if you ever watched her be a judge on those shows or like there was that weird i don't even know what this was for it was some magazine or something where she did like the prank where there was uh you got to go look this up on youtube um like she there's like this dinner table set up and there's like this big platter and you uncover the platter and it's her head and she's getting like people to react to that as they come in but it's super cringy it's one of the most cringy things i've ever seen and she's got like the little tinkerbell haircut and it's just like what happened to Katy Perry? I mean, I hope she's I hope she's happy from just a personal perspective like with all these weird choices she's made. Katy, I hope, you know, you're doing well in life, but I don't understand like man, you just seem like an awful person. And what is what is Orlando Bloom? Like what's he doing, man? Like go back to Keira Knightley, you know? Um but that reminded me, you know, singing that uh, that song reminded me we had a substitute math teacher in high school named Mr. Steffes. I think it was S T F F E S, and he would make he was a math teacher, a substitute math teacher in Rockford. I don't know what he's doing these days. He's a pretty young guy, but he would make these um, parody videos. To the tunes of, I think mostly, if not all, Katy Perry songs. There was definitely TGIF last Friday night. Um, there was um, that song Extraterrestrial. Um, there might have been like Teenage Dream. I I don't remember. These are all on YouTube. I'm sure if you dig for long enough, assuming they're still up there, you can find them. Again, St- Mr. Steffes, S T E F F E S, math like parody songs. So instead of Last Friday Night, the name of the song was was uh, Matt's Line Ain't Right, and he would sing it basically karaoke style with his new and improved lyrics. But he would also like just set up a camera in front of a whiteboard and just go for it 
while he was while he was doing it. He just stand there and dance awkwardly. I'm gonna have to try to find these on YouTube now um, because they were really awkward, and I felt kind of bad for the guy because he would get like. People, and I'll mention listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the show. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, uh, it's objectively terrible. But um, people would really talk shit at him, like students um, at my high school. I'm just, I'm trying to find his uh, his YouTube channel right now. I'm just Google or searching Steffes Math. Mr. Steffes Songs. Okay, if you just find the YouTube channel Mr. Steffes Songs. Looks like he's expanded um, beyond Katy Perry tunes, which is good because I feel like she hasn't come out with, uh, you know, very popular stuff recently. Um, His most recent upload was 11 months ago, it looks like. Wow, this guy. And I I felt bad because, like, you know, he's an educator. He's trying his best. Um, He's trying to be creative. But, like, this guy just did not have the personality for it. Um, and I don't recall the lyrics being that interesting either. The first, the first video on his channel right now, um, is called Perpendicular, a math song parody of E.T. by Katy Perry, nine years ago, 9,000 views, not bad. And then there's, uh, I'm going to watch this one later. Matt's Line Ain't Right, a math parody song of last Friday night by Katy Perry, (laughs) 1.7,000 views, did I say 9 million views earlier? Um, I don't, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. It's 9,000 views. All these are in the thousands. Um, and then there's a Matt's Line Ain't Right outtakes. Jeez, I'm not getting any work done today. Um, you got to go check this out. Just watch one or two of the songs. You'll know what I was referencing. Um, the reason that uh, it's a Friday, we haven't done a Friday show in very long. Um like I, I, I have no clue how long it's been. Definitely not this year. This is our first, I believe, non-weekend show of 2020. Although, don't quote me on that. The reasoning is that uh, I'm going up to Door County tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm going to stop on the way and have some brunch with friend of the pad- podcast, Sam J. Anderson, and then uh, go up. We're staying in Green Bay, uh, but we're going to be tooling around Door County um for two days coming back on monday afternoon going up there with rachel and it's monday will be my first vacation day of 2020 which is wild i don't know 2020 i think is gonna i mean it's gonna go down in the history books as you know crazy for lots and lots of reasons but it's i and i think about this often like in ways 2020 has felt like the longest year of all time and I'm sure for a lot of people who are in a lot worse shape than I am right now, like that's totally amplified. But in other ways, it's felt like the shortest year of all time as well. Cause I, you know, the last literally three and a half months have just been spent sitting here on the couch and I haven't felt, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. haven't really felt compelled to take any vacation time cause I'm not really traveling anywhere. Um, and also I'm going to be honest, like just the overall amount of money that I've been saving up under quarantine has been fantastic, uh, just in terms of cutting expenses and then also ramping up side hustles. Um, and I'm kind of, I'm not, it's not like, oh, I'm addicted to the money. I'm never going to spend it now, but I'm kind of like, kind of loving, you know, all this money that's just piling up in my uh, bank accounts right now. Um, but 
I don't, you know, so the last three months, three and a half months at this point, it's, you know, exactly three and a half months. Um, I don't really, you know, not going to, didn't want to take any vacation because it's like I'm not going anywhere because there's really nowhere to go. And I think most people feel that way. But I'm also, I was also the type of person who wasn't really, you know, I don't, I try not to take vacation in the first, you know, couple months of the year because I don't want to, you know, feel like I use it all at the beginning right after I just took a bunch of time off for Christmas. Um, and you get a decent amount of federal holidays. You get, you know, two in January. You get uh, another one in um, two or three in January, actually, depending on if you get President's Day off or not. Uh, or that may be in February. I don't remember. Uh, but you get another one for Memorial Day weekend, which I guess happened. I don't even really remember what happened on Memorial Day weekend. I was here. Oh, we got ice cream on the Monday. Otherwise, nothing cool happened. But it's like, okay, now we're, you know, it's June 26th today. We are physically five days away from July 1st, the halfway mark of the year, which is crazy because I feel like there's still so much, you know, I'm still waiting for baseball to start. Um, The NFL season does not feel like it should be two months away, and it it probably won't be. But, um, you know, the fact that Thanksgiving is only four or five months away is just strange. I don't know. This this whole time warp of 2020 feels crazy. What I'm trying to say is I still have, I'm, I'm taking Monday off, and then in two weeks I'm taking a Friday off potentially to fly to, to Phoenix for a bachelor party, but honestly I'm kind of, because Arizona's getting slammed again, wave two, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to do that. Um Maybe I might just eat the cost of the flights because it's, I, I don't know. But I, I did, I paid through the nose for the bachelor party itself. I didn't know bachelor parties were so expensive. Like, damn. Um, I feel like I should get a, you know, there should be a discount for those of us who aren't drinking. Maybe. If anyone out there is listening. Um, but so I'm taking another day off then. Um, by the time that all passes, it'll be the middle of July. I'll have taken two vacation days i get 17 I, I i technically get 17 a year and i have five that i carry into the year so i technically have 22 that i can use this year i have to use 17 because i can only carry over five um so if you're doing the math at home that means i have three more full weeks of vacation time to use between the middle of july and the end of the calendar year and obviously th- these are first world problems and great problems to have i'm not complaining i'm just saying i feel very confused not even so much confused as much as just not sure what to do because i, I hawaii was canceled i technically could have flown like there was there's nothing restricting me from flying there but hawaii places a four places all visitors under 14 day quarantine and i wasn't really looking to just go quarantine um on oahu for for you know the five days i was there so obviously that didn't happen and i'm not really i i mean we're we're deep enough into 2020 where it's like i'm not taking any big trips like that and i don't even you know it's like you can fly to, to miami for like 75 bucks round trip if you want like a lot of flight prices have have rebounded back to relatively normal levels, but you still you want to fly to Miami, 
or Fort Lauderdale or something right now, you can go for easily 70, 80 bucks if you want. But the thing is, I don't want to go to Florida, much like Texas because or like Manhattan, because it's just a huge bastion of sickness at this point. And so you're thinking, well, probably like it'll probably be some combination of staycations, which I hate because I already feel, I mean, yeah, I work a lot right now, but it's so just, you know, with working from home, it's so just like integrated into my, my life where I feel like I take a staycation and not that I'm going to be working so much, but it's just like the difference between my quote staycation and my normal life working is not going to be that different. And that just feels like, sad um so i don't know i'm probably gonna you know take some road trips i don't even know um i might try to just take take off a full week early um uh, for holiday break not because i really want to or need to because i already get a pretty generous holiday break from depaul i get you know everything between the 23rd through you know new year's day off which is great but it's like, I don't really know what else to do. And all of a sudden, it's about to be, you know, one month from today, I'll have used two days. I still have to use 15 days. And that's only five and a half months to use it. So, I don't know. TBD. If anyone has any ideas, email us, beantownpodcast.yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, podcast at yahoo.com. And let us know. Uh, moral of the story is that... Uh, I'm excited for this weekend. Taking a vacation day, going up to Door County. I think I've been there as like a very young kid, but I have not been there as a, a you know, as a, an adult or I have no memories of being there, so I'm excited. Going to get some cherries. We will certainly get some curds at some point going behind the cheddar curtain. We're staying in Lan- or uh, in Lambo. That would be wild. We're staying in Green Bay uh, just because it's a little bit more affordable. Um, got a little Airbnb. It's quaint. It's simple. It actually backs up to the, uh, what do they call it, the East River up there, I think. Um, I think that's what it's called. Uh, there's a little, you know, uh, deck. Uh, not a deck, a uh, a dock. Dock, like uh, my favorite of the seven dwarfs. Um I don't know. Do people swim in the East River? We probably won't. That's okay. We might we might stick our feet in. You know, if it was Louisiana, we could go down there and do that thing with catfishing, where you just stick your whole arm into the hole and you you pull it out, and there's this you know gigantic catfish just hanging off. I always, you know, how one how heavy are those things? And two, like when they bite your hand, does it leave marks? Is it painful? Like, how does that work? It just it's a wild, fascinating thing. I've never been to the bayou before. I've been to Louisiana, but literally like the northern part of it. Shreveport, is that in the northern part of Louisiana? I don't know. Let's pull up the map and see. I should mention, um, you know, if you are Shreveport, yeah, northwestern Louisiana. Not that far from Dallas. Um if you're wondering, hey, wow, it's a weird, it's a, you know, fun, weird episode, Friday afternoon, what's Quinn doing? What, is he actually have anything to talk about? I do. 
This is going to be a trivia-centered podcast, and I apologize that it took us 16-plus minutes to get there. But anyone who knows me knows that I love playing trivia, and I played three different games this week, two on Tuesday night back-to-back, in which I won one. I think I got second in the other one, which is a movie trivia. And then um, (laughs) yesterday I was cleaning up uh, the trivia game I was playing. Then my internet goes out. And when I came back, I had missed an entire round, so I was kind of knocked out of contention. But I don't feel bad because the team that won had a perfect score. And this is this is a hard, like, hardcore trivia with some crazy detailed answers. Um, but I don't know. Maybe cheating. Whatever. I don't care. I don't think there are any cash prizes. But that got me thinking, you know, I, I, I had known for a couple of days that I was going to do a podcast today um, because I wasn't about to lug my Mac up to Door County and spend precious moments, uh, you know, recording a podcast up there over the weekend. And I wasn't going to make the fans wait until, you know, Monday night um, when I got back to record a show. So I figured we'd do one today. And uh, I wrote some trivia questions this morning. Um, you know, I, a, a couple of people, you know, anytime you hear someone say people have always been saying, or people have been telling me, that means that no one's actually been saying that, but I have actually had a couple people, maybe two or three, um, who know that I love to play trivia say, Quinn, you should run your own quarantine trivia game. And I've thought about it. Um, I haven't obviously actually done anything yet, but allow this to be sort of my first taste, my first, uh, foray into some trivia. Um, I have 10 questions here, five rounds, two questions per round. Um, and uh, we'll split it up. I'll, I'll give you a couple, we'll read some ads, and then I'll do the rest, and then we'll, at the very end, read off the answers. Um, I think some of them are, are, are tough. Some of them are not so bad. Um, but, you know, just kind of a fun thing to do, Okay. So that's that's what we're going to be spending the rest of our time talking about here on the podcast today, and then we'll have a long break, and we'll you know we'll come at you next weekend, which is already Fourth of July weekend, which is crazy. Literally, the next time we record might be on the Fourth of July proper, which I think is going to look strange this year, um, because especially in Chicago, the most popular thing to do is like go to the beach to watch fireworks and or go to Navy Pier to watch fireworks um, and obviously just gigantic congregations of people. That's a typical 4th of July experience in in any big city, but certainly here in Chicago. What is fascinating to me, and last thing I'm going to say here before we get into the questions, um, so so if you're not in Chicago or you don't follow Chicago politics, um, they reopened the Lakefront Trail on Monday morning. So four days ago. But the beaches are closed. The fascinating thing about this, and I don't I don't understand it, I don't know anything about it, whatever. They're only enforcing the beaches along the lakefront path. So we're talking, and I don't know my Southside beaches, actually. Um, I don't know what they're called um, because I've never been down there. Um, for the beaches, but we're talking, you know, Oak Street Beach, North Ave Beach, 
there's another there's another beach downtown. Um, I forget what it's called, but um, right there's there's two. Now I gotta look it up real quick. There's two. One of them is really small, and it's where um, Lakeshore Drive makes the big bend. That's Oak Street Beach, right? That little guy. Oh, the one. Okay, yeah. So the where it bends is Oak Street Beach. There's an even tinier one just next to the uh, the water plant in Navy Pier. That's Ohio Street Beach, which is just super small. That's where they call it like the playpen or something, where all the boats hang out. Um, but then you got North Ave Beach, which is huge, lots of volleyball, and then you've got uh, Montrose Beach, and then you've got Foster Beach. And then you get uh, Lakeshore Drive ends, and then you've got – it's called Kathy Osterman Beach, but I just know it as Hollywood Beach. Um, and then Loyola Beach. So the crazy thing about this is that you know Chicago has contracted or hired a bunch of – I don't remember what they're called, but basically like – I wish I could think of the term for it. But they've hired a bunch of people that are basically enforcing social distancing – along the lakefront trail because the whole thing is you can go on the trail but you have to be moving at all times and no one's allowed on the beaches so i'm I'm going for my runs these weeks along the you know lakefront path and you see all the you know people out there enforcing social distancing the way they're they wear their blue shirts and they are like you know hardcore with foster beach and montrose beach like no one's allowed out there if someone's out there, they go out there and yell at them. I don't know like how it escalates because I don't think those people can issue citations. I'm sure they can call the cops. I don't know how it works. But the point of my story here is you go literally for the past month plus, you go to Loyola Beach, tons of people out there. And there's no, you know, they don't have, they don't send the social distancing enforcers up there. And then yesterday along Hollywood Beach, yesterday was a beautiful day, you know, high 70s, sunny. It looked like the footage of Miami, you know, spring break two months ago when everything was reopened and people just flocked to the beaches and it was just flooded. People, as far as the eye can see, I literally, I mean, it reminded me of, you know, North Ave Beach on a Saturday in August or something where there's just people as far as you can see. Um, It was crazy. How many people were on Hollywood Beach and there was no, like, social distancing enforcement of any kind? You know, the people themselves were doing an okay job, from what I could see, of, you know, social distancing. But there were just so many people out there. And then you go down south to the next beach where the lakefront path starts, Foster, down to Montrose, et cetera. And I assume it's the same way all the way down north um, Oak in Ohio, just... You know, nobody allowed on the beaches. So how Chicago has decided to enforce this stuff is crazy to me. I don't understand how it works. But as long as they keep it up that way, I mean, the word is clearly out regarding Hollywood Beach. And it, it's been out regarding Loyola Beach for a while. Everyone just goes up there. And then those beaches get super crowded. So I understand wanting to keep the beaches closed. I get it. I understand that from a public policy perspective. What I don't understand is keeping some of them closed but not other ones closed because then that just funnels people into the ones that aren't closed. So Chicago, who you crapping, okay? Uh, let me get a sip of water here. We'll read a couple questions. I'll read some ads. 
we'll finish our questions and I'll go to um, the answers. I'm not going to spend a lot of time dilly dallying, you know, giving you time and space in between each question because that's the beauty of a uh, of an asynchronous podcast. Didn't think I knew that word, did you? Podcast, P O D C A S T. Um, you can pause this as you want to uh, ruminate, fumigate, and deliberate uh, with what your uh, an- what your answers are. The first, uh, so we got five categories. Each category has two questions for a total of ten questions each. There are no points. This is just for fun. I just made these this morning um, during our staff meeting. Don't tell the boss. Excuse me. Uh, The categories are, and I I made this quiz near and dear to me. So these were all questions and categories that I'm a big fan of. Uh, The categories are geography, sports, history, movies, and then general knowledge. And um, for this time around, it is not a question about generals. Although in the future, it absolutely will be because that's just a great pun waiting to happen. Uh, So let's get it started here with geography. This first one is just something that I'd actually been thinking about for a while but hadn't actually Googled and researched. So it was really interesting for me to to see this. This is going to be a a, a tough one. It's either kind of you know it or you don't. But with good geography knowledge you can at least come up with a good like in the ballpark educated guess so here goes question number one geography most people know that the lower 48 u.s states share a total of four time zones pacific mountain central and eastern but not too many people realize that including all states and territories the u.s actually spans 11 different time zones 11 one country on earth has more than that more time zones than that coming in at 12 total according to wikipedia name this country and as a reminder we are including all territories regions whatever everything's included right so for the u.s we're you know we're including hawaii alaska guam u.s mariana islands etc for this country that has 12, same thing. We're including all time zones. Name the country. That's question number one. Question number two, this one is a lot more straightforward. And if you know it, you can just work it out in your head um, pretty easily, I think. But the, the trick is you got to know it first. This one, uh, I think, is, is more straightforward. But it might play some tricks with your mind if you're not careful. There are four hemispheres of the earth, right? Northern, southern, eastern, western. I think everyone recognizes that. Name the most populous city in each hemisphere. There may or may not be crossovers. The answer to one might be the same as the answers to others. TBD, okay? Maybe there's a Really hot city right on the equator. That's the most populous city in both the northern and the southern hemispheres. Or the international dateline, right? A lot, of, a lot of big metro areas on the international dateline. So, again, four hemispheres, northern, southern, eastern, and western. I want you to give me the most populous, populous city in each, okay? Those are your two geography questions. Next, we're going to move on to sports Two questions that I uh, am pretty proud of. I think 
I think they're they're like medium difficulty. They're certainly not gimmies, but they're also not really hard. And I'm going to throw in one quick bonus here um, because I was actually there was a really interesting sports question last night um, that I did not create. Um, this was created by a Chicago trivia company, but I thought it was it was cool. Um, the question was again, this isn't one of our main ten questions. This is just something that popped into my head. There are there's something like six NCAA Division One schools um, that have won four or more basketball championships. Only one of the, those schools is undefeated in championship games. They're four and zero. Name the school. So again, we're basically just looking for the school that's four and zero in national championship game appearances. Four wins, zero losses. Um, I'll give. I'll give you. A, we'll circle back to it after we read the other two sports questions. I'll tell you the answer to that bonus question. Okay, I got it. Um, I had to think about it for a little bit, but once I once I like remembered it it just clicked and i knew right away that it was right um okay here are two sports questions starting with this one babe ruth he's the great bambino the sultan of swat he's known as one of the greatest baseball players to have ever lived and he was involved in a trade from the boston red sox to the new york yankees that seemingly cursed the bow Sox for decades however babe did not begin his playing career with either team. Though they're now one of MLB's 30 top league teams, name the then minor league team Babe Ruth started out with. And as a hint, they represented his hometown, and they still play in that city to this day. So they were a minor league team when he played for them. They are now a major league team and they represent the city that Babe Ruth is from. Name this professional baseball team. Uh, question number four, our second one in sports, and then we will reveal the answer to our college basketball question. Uh, this one's very near and dear to my heart. After nearly 20 years of racing in NASCAR's top circuit, Jimmy Johnson will retire at the end of the 2020 season. Johnson currently sits at seven cup championships, tied for the most all time with two other NASCAR legends. Name these two other NASCAR drivers that both have seven championships each. And as a little hint, one of those drivers is alive and one of them is dead. Okay? So there's three drivers in NASCAR history with seven cup championships. Jimmy Johnson, name the two other drivers. Okay? Let's go ahead and um, reveal the answer to our college basketball question. As a reminder, we are looking for the team that is four and O in Division One men's NCAA basketball championship appearances. That wasn't the most clear way to say that, but I think you all understand. That team that's four and O most recently won. I actually don't know the year. I think it was twenty. 14 or something like that, led by Shabazz Napier, who was later drafted by the uh, Miami Heat. Squad was, uh, their first three championships were uh, under the direction of legendary coach Jim Calhoun, and their most recent one by coach Kevin Ollie. They are famously members of the Big East Conference until recently, 
They've been playing in the American Conference, although they will soon, beginning this season, if it happens, head back to the Big East, where they belong and where their women's team can crush the DePaul Lady Blue Demons. The answer is, of course, the Yukon Huskies, University of Connecticut. They are 4-0 in national championship basketball appearances. All right. We are going to do one more category here. And I've just got my mic. Everything's okay. It's just twisted. Um, I, I'll mention briefly, we, uh, we, I, I'd been talking about this on the show for a couple weeks now. Um, I did finally, just yesterday, I received an external SD card reader. The hope is that next week we can do a video cast. Like everything's great with the camera. Perfect, good to go. We got an SD card, everything's great. The issue is you insert it into the Mac, which is out of my three computers, the only one I have with an SD slot. Um, but it just stopped working. It just stopped recognizing it. So our hope is with this external SD reader, we do the video cast. It's still a, it's still a pain in the butt to try to do this editing on my Mac. But as of right now, we are not able to do it at all because there's nothing to read my SD card with the video file on it. Um, it's also just frustrating because I think my least favorite part is it breaks it up into like five-minute segments. So I'm dealing with, you know, if I do a podcast of this length, it's going to be, you know, 45 minutes plus nine or ten different segments that I got to try to time out right. It's just really irritating, TBH. Um, I wish it didn't do it that way, but oh well. Uh, we're going to try to get that going next week. We've got the external reader. I haven't opened it yet, but um, hopefully it works. Pray for us. Okay, um, our third category for questions five and six, and then we'll read our ads here, is all about history. And I think these. this is probably the easiest category I made it's not easy if you don't know history, but if you have a, a, a solid working knowledge of U.S. history, um, I, think you'll, I think you'll do okay with this one. So question number five. This day in history, on this day in history, June 26, 1948, U.S. forces began a highly dangerous and logistically complicated airlift of this war-torn city under the leadership of U.S. General Lucius D. Clay. June 26, 1948, name the city. Okay. I won't say that's my easiest question because this is all relative to where you're smart and where you're not. Um, in fact, I don't, I think, I think question number nine is my easiest question, but um, this is probably the second easiest one. Not trying to make you feel bad if you don't know it, but just use your head, Okay. Like uh, the re like Rex in Toy Story 2 when they're trying to get through the vent. But I don't want to use my head. In case you're wondering, no, I, I can't do a Wallace Shawn impression. And I apologize for that. Uh, but that was question number five. Question number six, our last one before we take a break here. It's a space question. And I'll actually, I'll give you a little bonus um, at the end of this one as well. Uh, we did a bonus college basketball question. I'll give you a bonus space question. Um, and then I'll reveal the answer to that one after our ads. Uh, but here's question number six. Name the three U.S. astronauts 
who were part of the Apollo 11 mission in 1969 that eventually landed on the moon. And your hint for this one is only two of those three astronauts actually walked on the moon. Okay? So Apollo 11 mission, the most famous manned spaceflight in history, first men to walk on the moon, name the three guys, the three astronauts who were part of that space mission. And I promised you a bonus question. Here it is. Very straightforward, very simple. Name the six U.S. space shuttles. I think is the easiest way to say that. There have been six. Two of them have uh, exploded infamously. There are four other ones that have not exploded, including this one that... uh, carried the Apollo 11. Name the six space shuttle missions, I guess. Not missions, because each one has had multiple missions. Just name the six. And if you don't know what I'm saying, it's fine. Okay? Just ignore it. But let's pull up our ads here. And let's hear from our friends at Home Pride Oregon. I think this is a good show so far. It's amazing how much better it goes when I actually write stuff down, you know? That was kind of something I got into the groove of back in, like, year two, and we since have fallen out of favor with. But things are going well, okay? Uh, Home Pride Organ, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you have to call Steve at 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection perfection i want to give a shout out to the youtube channel mr stephas songs with hits like without you my calculator a math parody song of uh what is this a math parody song of without you by david getta featuring usher i have not seen this one yet i'm back on on his youtube page uh perusing here um and other hits like uh no Limit Fractions, a math parody of No Limit by g Easy. Mr. Steffes' songs are fun and educational for the whole family. I would not be surprised if, if in one of these songs he accidentally dropped the N-word. Um, I am going to be uh, perusing these after we finish up here because uh, it's just fascinating. It is just fascinating stuff. And he's always wearing the polo. He's just not helping his, like, maybe he's really leaning into this, you know, nerdy look and feel thing. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's tough to tell. But uh, Mr. Steffes, I think he taught, he, he wasn't like the regular sub in high school. I think he came in to teach calc or trig like two or three times. I think it was trig. I don't know. I don't know about anyone else. I have like blocked out most of high school, more specifically high school math. I I mean, like, with each passing year here, 
I, I lose more and more of my calculus knowledge. Like, I legit, I remember, kind of remember the power rule. And I recall, like, the concept of, what, what's it called? Um, integrals, which is just, like, reverse power rule. I understand the high-level concept of calculus, but the actual execution of it is just, like, I lost all of that. In trig, I remember Sokotoa, and I know how many degrees are in a, you know, a circle. In the unit circle, I have some working knowledge of. 90 degrees is pi over 2, right? It's just the difference between radians or the conversion between radians and um, degrees. But, boy, beyond that, kind of rough. Um but I remember Mr. Steffes' songs. Maybe that means he did his job. I don't know. He only taught us for like two classes. Um, shout out to the Samson Q2U series. It's got crisp, clean audio quality. It's been raining all day while I've been doing this podcast. It's about 11.45 a.m. right now. Uh, I don't think any of that's getting picked up. But, uh, you know, it's kind of nice. It had been fairly dry in Chicago the past couple of weeks. It was a rainy, rainy spring, but uh, been dry lately. And now it's just going to be super humid. But I don't know. I don't mind. You know, the only thing that's kind of a bummer is I'm not going to, probably not going to be able to get my uh, my nooner walk in today. I always go for a one-mile walk around noon or 1 p.m. Um, but, hey, I kind of made up for it. Last night I was feeling not really restless, but just like I was sick and tired of just sitting on the couch watching TV. Um, so I went for a two-mile walk at like 9 p.m. last night. So doubled down yesterday. Remember that that KFC sandwich, the double down, where like the patties were were chicken breasts, and the middle was like cheese and bacon. I never had one of those. I legit, I think it's each sandwich is like two thousand calories, which is about five hundred calories more than I've been eating in a typical day here. And probably, I mean, legit, probably like five hundred percent your daily sodium intake. I never had one. I never should have one, but honestly, if it ever comes back, I feel like I got to at least take a bite, okay? I don't need to sit there and eat the whole thing, but I just want to take a bite. I suppose if you're feeling really fancy, you could make one yourself that, I don't know, it's interesting, because I feel like you, with the, you know, something like the, the double down sandwich, with a little bit of time and effort, you could make one yourself that actually isn't that bad, for you nutritionally you get some chicken you know i i suppose you should fry it but you could probably you know work around that you know bake it maybe bake bake some chicken you know you get some breadcrumbs on it some flour um you know you just need like two you just literally you just take a big chicken breast slice it in half in case you're just joining us on the podcast, uh, the, the topic is trivia, but we are currently reading our ads and uh, discussing it in our uh, Samson Q2U series read. We are currently discussing a homemade KFC double down recipe that Quinn has developed off the top of his head. Um, you get a big chicken breast, you slice it in half, you, you flour it up, you know, you bread it, you bake it for however, you know, 15, 20 minutes, 425, whatever you got to do. If you keep it thin enough, it'll bake pretty fast. And then in the meantime, you cook up some turkey bacon on the stove, and you get some, like, provolone, you know, just one or two slices. 
and I sh- I'm sure on the KFC Double Down there's like some sort of sauce of some kind that they're putting in there. But I don't think you'd need anything fancy. I think if you get the, uh, you know, the, yeah, the, your two chicken breasts or your one chicken breast slice in half, your turkey bacon, your provolone, maybe even, you know, something like a uh, tomato would be really good in there or some spinach, some lettuce, some romaine. Um, you throw that in there, like, I mean, it'd be pretty badass and not that unhealthy. You don't need, need that much sodium. Turkey bacon will have a little bit. Cheese won't really have much. Your chicken breast just depends on how you season it. It doesn't need to have that much. It'll be delicious. You don't need that much sodium because the cheese will give it a nice flavor. I don't know. I guess what I'm getting at is, like, KFC could probably make a tasty double down that doesn't have 500% of your daily sodium intake, nor is it 2,000 calories. Um, But that's their burden to bear, I guess. All I'm trying to say is when God speaks, he uses a Samson. Let's read our last ad here. We'll get back to the trivia. And first we have to reveal um, the answer to our bonus space question. Um, And then we have two more categories, then we'll reveal the answers. We'll come in right at about an hour today. It's a little bit longer, but that's okay. We've been... Not short lately, but um, we haven't had a long show in a while. Um, cuts by Q. Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle and we all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana and the greater Chicago land area. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you have to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can just email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cut! Um, Q-U-T-Z by Q at Yahoo. Dot com. All right, sing it with us. Here we go. Oh, and you need a fresh do, something snappy and new. Just call the experts at Cuts by Q. By Q. All right. Sounds good. Cool, man. It's supposed to rain the rest of the day. You know, I looked at the radar yesterday. It didn't say anything about rain. Then you wake up this morning, and it's like 90%. 100% at noon, that's not going to be good for my nooner. A potential break at 2 p.m. 5 p.m., I'm supposed to walk to the rental car place to get the uh, <sighs> rental car. Um, I don't even know like how I would get there if I don't walk. Take the uh, Try to take the 147 or something. I don't know. TBD. There's really no point in taking the train. Um, yada, yada, yada. Okay, our answer to our... Uh, Bonus space question. What are the name of the six U.S. space shuttles? Um, they are A, Atlantis, two Cs, uh, Columbia and Challenger, a uh, 1D, Discovery, and then two Es, Endeavor and Enterprise. All right. There you go. There's the six. Let's get back to our uh, trivia. Round four is all about movies. Both of these next ones are uh, have multiple answers. 
well, they're, they're just part of a list. Um, the first one here, so I'm a big Star Wars fan. Most people know that. There have been nine Star Wars films released in the three-trilogy Skywalker saga, beginning with Star Wars in 1977, now known as Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope, and ending with uh, Star Wars Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, which came out last year. Six of these nine films have been the highest grossing films of the year in the year they were released. I want you to name the three movies that were not the highest grossing films of the year in the year in which they were released. So to summarize, nine main you know, trilogy Star Wars films, original trilogy, sequ- or prequels, and sequels. Six of those nine highest grossing films of the year in the year they came out. Tell me the three that were not, okay? Kind of hard. And you kind of just have to use your best guess because no one's going to just, like, know this off the top of their heads, I would not think. But, you know, give it a shot. Um, okay, the other movies ones, I also, people also know I'm a big Oscars fan. And I, I, would, I, would, I would guess most people can get at least one, if not both of these, um, just by, you know, thinking about it for a little bit. There have been three male actors. Excuse me. I, I just wrote the question wrong. I said three male actors. It's two. We're looking for two. Two male actors have won three acting Oscars. The first won all three in the category of best leading actor, while the second has two leading actor wins and one best supporting actor win. Tell me who these two guys are. They're both legendary actors. Uh, for fun, I'm not expecting anyone to know this, although you could probably get at least half of these films. Um, for fun, try to name the six films they won their performances for. And your hint is uh, that they're both still alive. So that, that should be very helpful, I would think. And one of them has retired from acting, which I think would also be very helpful. So again, two male actors in history have won three acting Oscars. One, all three were for Best Actor, and the other one, two for Best Actor, one for Best Supporting Actor. Tell me who these two guys are, and for fun, see if you can name their six films that they've won for. Three for each. They're both alive. One is retired from acting. Okay? Those were questions seven and eight, movies. And our last round, general knowledge here, nine and ten. So question number nine here. This, what I said earlier, I think this might be the easiest question. Granted, I just like podcasts in general, and I'm involved in that world, obviously. But if you're listening to this, then you are to a certain extent, too. So you might know this. Uh, Question number nine in the category general knowledge. While you might assume it's Beantown, this comedian's podcast launched in 2009, is actually the most listened to in the world according to the Apple Podcast top charts. Name the comedian. Okay, so all I'm looking for is who hosts the most popular podcast in the world, okay? And it's a comedian. I won't say it's, a, it's a, just a layup, but I don't think it's too hard. Um, my last question here, number 10, then we're going to jump into our answers here. The longest 
recorded longest in terms of mileage mammal migration so i guess furthest recorded mammal migration mammals was recorded in 2015 when a gray species of this mammal traveled nearly 14,000 miles in total that's a lot of miles which mammal was it gray species of this mammal in 2015 traveled nearly 14,000 miles what type of animal was this okay those are your 10 questions um for this trivia focused quinn david furnace presents the bean town podcast i hope you like those questions let's circle back now and go over our answers so questions one and two are in geography number one um the u.s has spans 11 time zones when you include all of its territories there's one country on Earth that beats that. It has 12 time zones, according to Wikipedia. What country, including all of its territories, regions, whatever, spans 12 time zones? The answer is France. Bastards. So, answer number one, 12 time zones, France, believe it or not. Such a little country. Um, number two. I gave you f the four hemispheres of the earth, northern, southern, eastern, and western. I wanted you to name the most populous city in the world. Don't overthink this one. There are actually only going to be two different cities for answers, spanning the four answers, which makes sense if you think about it. For the northern hemisphere, it's Tokyo. For the southern hemisphere, it's Sao Paulo. For the western hemisphere, it's Sao Paulo. And for the eastern hemisphere... You guessed it. It's Tokyo. Those were your two geography questions. Our next round was all about sports. Our first question in sports was about Babe Ruth. People know that he played for the Red Sox and then he got traded to the Yankees. But he did not begin his career with the Red Sox. He began with a minor league, at the time, minor league baseball team that is now a major league baseball team. They represented his hometown all you need to know is where is Babe Ruth from? I used to live about a mile from there, go by his house all the time, and went to baseball games at Camden Yards all the time. Babe Ruth originally played for the Baltimore Orioles. There's your answer to question number three. Question number four is a NASCAR question, although you really don't need to be a huge racing fan to know this one. You just need to know literally like the two most famous NASCAR drivers of all time. Jimmy Johnson, my driver, is retiring at the end of 2020. He currently has seven championships. He's going for number eight this year. All I wanted was the other two NASCAR drivers that have seven cup championships. One of them's dead. One of them's alive. The man who's dead passed away in, uh, what, 2001, I think is the year, um, in a Daytona 500 crash. It's Dale Earnhardt Sr. And uh, the kind of godfather of NASCAR himself, the other man with seven championships, and the winningest race driver of all time by individual wins, uh, individual race wins, Richard Petty. A very distinct, iconic look. Cowboy hat, mustache. You'd know him if he passed you on the street. Um, that, those were questions three and four in sports. History, uh, questions five and six. This day in history on June 26th, 1948, U.S. forces began a highly dangerous airlift of this war-torn city 
under the leadership of U.S. General Lucius D. Clay. I wanted you to name this divided city. I thought this was pretty obvious. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. The city is Berlin. At the time, East Berlin, West Berlin, whatever. Just Berlin. That's fine. And question number six. Um, name the three U.S. astronauts who manned the Apollo 11 mission in 1969 that eventually landed on the moon. Hint, only two of these three guys walked on the moon. Well, you probably know the first one, Neil Armstrong. Hopefully you know that. The second one, you definitely know the name. Maybe you knew he was part of this mission as well, Buzz Aldrin. And then the third one is definitely the least well-known. But this is just, I think it's just a good fact to know in general, to have this memorized, the three guys' names. The third one, he stayed, he manned uh, the module while they were walking on the moon. Michael Collins. Okay, so the three astronauts, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins did not walk on the moon. Uh, questions seven and eight were movies. Uh, seven was a Star Wars one. There have been nine Star Wars films released in the three trilogy Skywalker saga, beginning with Star Wars in 77 and ending with Rise of Skywalker last year. Six of these nine films have been the highest grossing films of the year in the year they were released. I wanted you to tell me the three movies that were not the highest grossing films of the year in the year in which they were released. You can go figure out for yourself what movies were the highest grossing films of the year. Off the top of my head, I can give you some guesses. I don't remember what they were. I could look them up too, but you can look them up. Uh, the three movies were Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, which came out in 2002, I believe. Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, which is 2005. And... Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker, which came out last year, uh, which is the same year that Avengers Endgame came out, the highest grossing film of all time. Uh, 2002 was maybe, I don't know, Pirates of the Caribbean or like the Two Towers or maybe um, a Harry Potter film. I'm pretty sure one of these two was a Harry Potter film. Uh, the other one, Revenge of the Sith, um, was 2005, and I think that was either a Pirates film or a Harry Potter film, okay? But those were the three movies. Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and Rise of Skywalker were not the highest-grossing films of the year in the year in which they were released. Question number eight here was an Oscars question. Uh, relatively straightforward, but lots of fun kind of uh, side bonus quests you could go on. Two male uh, two male Oscars have won three acting two male actors two male Oscars two male actors have won three acting Oscars. The first won all three for leading actor, while the second has two leading actor wins and one best supporting actor win. I wanted you to tell me who these two legendary male actors were, and for fun, try to name the six. Movies they won their Oscars for. Hint, they're both still alive, which I think was very helpful. One has retired, which I think is super helpful. So the one who has retired, Daniel Day-Lewis, has three best actor wins. And his films are My Left Foot, There Will Be Blood, great Paul Thomas Anderson film if you haven't seen it. Paul Dano is amazing in it. And Lincoln, I think probably the one that people are most familiar with, Spielberg from 20... 12, I think. The other actor, Jack Nicholson. Working on my Jack Nicholson impression. We'll see how it goes. Um, his three films, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, best actor, great film. Um, what's the name of the 
like Kesey or something. Uh, one the uh, the author, one floor of the cuckoo's nest, Ken Kesey. Yeah, there you go. You're not as stupid as people think, Quinn. Uh, as good as it gets, kind of an interesting rom com with uh, Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, and Greg Kinnear. I watched it once on a plane. I was surprised when I watched it that it like won a Best Actor for Jack Nicholson. The whole thing I think was kind of it's a good movie, but it's kind of strange too. Just a very like late '90s, early 2000s feeling film. I feel like Helen Hunt was in a lot of those, like Pay It Forward, Twister, etc. They all have like I don't want to say they have they're similar films, but they all just kind of have similar vibes. I don't know. Um, the last film. Terms of Endearment, uh, in which Jack Nicholson, I believe, won Best Supporting Actor for. Okay, that was question eight. Uh, last two here, and then we, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll head out. We have officially hit the hour mark, but I think it's been a good episode. Um, question nine, well, you might assume it's Beantown. This comedian's podcast, launched in 2009, is actually the most listened to in the world, according to the Apple Podcast Top Charts. Name this comedian. His name is Joe Rogan. Very popular. Um, I, I've never spent a ton of time listening to his show. Um, Joe Rogan I is not my favorite person. I don't really actively dislike him. I just don't really like, I don't know, he doesn't really do it for me. But uh, Joe, the Joe Rogan Experience, the number one podcast in the world. And our last question here, hopefully you, you didn't say wolf for this one because... A, a gray wolf traveling 14,000 miles would be outstanding. Um, the longest, re- the, the furthest recorded mammal migration was uh, recorded in 2015 when a gray species of this mammal traveled nearly 14,000 miles in total. Which mammal was it? The answer was an eastern gray whale traveled from the waters of Russia down to Mexico and back. And uh, no gray wolf I know could make that swim or run it on land either, frankly. Okay, um, this was a trivia-centric podcast, uh, and we came to you on a Friday afternoon. I hope you had fun. Um, I hope you played along at home, and I hope you stuck around till the end. Uh, Go check out. I know what I'm doing after this. I'm going to check out the Mr. Steffes Song's YouTube channel for some great cringe, cringe content. I could start my own page, like, cringe content. It'd be me doing cringy things. I don't know. Just food for thought. Um, but that's what we had for you. Uh, going to Door County tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Have not left the city of Chicago since late February. We are at four months here, which is just mind-blowing. I cannot tell you how excited I am to get out for a little bit. <sighs> It's going to feel so good. Um, Okay. That's what we had for you. Thanks for tuning in, uh, everybody. I hope you're uh, having a good uh, last weekend of June, no matter where you are at. We're going to come back to you live next weekend, 4th of July weekend. We'll try to get a video cast going. Um, I believe we have all the tools. We just got to execute now. So uh, for all of us here streaming live on Beantown Networks, uh, hope you had a a good time listening to this, and I hope you got a couple of those trivia questions right. If you like uh, what we did today, let me know, and we might incorporate some more trivia into our shows moving forward. Um, But beyond that, uh, we're going to get our music queued up here, and uh, we're going to play us out. So I hope everyone's having a good day. 
have a fun, safe weekend. Watch out for fireworks because uh, they have ramped up already here in Chicago. It's nuts. And that's what we got. So stay safe, stay sane, and uh, I will check in on you next week. TGIF, happy Friday, everyone. Bye. Bye.